I mean, if, if a single pretzel can take you out, I mean, what are you going to do when, when the hordes of undead crash through the windows of the Oval Office? Hey, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us back on Fun Sexy Bible Time. We are coming to you on another late night podcast. Seems like we've been doing a lot of these late night episodes. Because that is what happens when you have kids and no social life. Coming to me from Florida. <laughs> speaking of speaking of kids and no social life, Mike Chavez, how are you doing? I'm good, man. How are you, Matthew? <laughs> I'm excellent. Mike survived the hurricane. Um, mm-hmm. He is uh, in Florida right now, so he's one state over or one state below me. So we're going to have a southeastern flavor for this episode of Fun Sexy Bible Time, because as you know, I'm coming to you from the backwoods of Alabama, where we are celebrating another victory by the Alabama Crimson Tide today. You haven't you haven't declared an SEC allegiance yet since you moved down there, have you? Or did you carry Missouri with you when you moved? Uh, no, I don't, I don't. I don't. I mean, I I don't squat about football. Let alone do I care. I mean, that, that's heresy talking to you. I mean, this podcast <laughs> is over. Like this. for a Bama boy, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't know. I mean, I just really haven't paid attention. I mean, you can't. It's hard to be a Mizzou fan uh, <laughs> when they had all that stuff go down. They threw the president out because he was too white, or something like that. Um, a lot, a lot of stupid stuff. Go, a lot of politically correct stuff goes on. It's hard to form an allegiance. Mm. Speaking but, of uh, politically correct stuff, Mike has started a blog. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about your blog, Mike. My blog. Yeah, uh, I I really I I thought that the world needed another opinionated <laughs> blog. So in order to fill that gap, I decided to to start writing. No, honestly, I think I think the the genesis of it was uh, I I write a lot on Facebook, but people don't have long attention spans. <laughs> so if you write anything over like three or four sentences, they won't read it. Mm-hmm. Um, plus they, they tend to get annoyed with you, even though it's social media. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I thought, well, if I'm going to write these long opinionated things, um, I might as well do it in a blog that way people, if they want to read it, they can, if they don't, they don't have to. Hey, listen, not only is that considerate, but also I love your, your long Facebook rants. Uh, just oh. <laughs> sign me up. So every time oh. I see like a Mike Chavez, um, Facebook post and it's got the little blue tab that says see more. It's like Christmas. I just click that and like it opens up like this oasis of dreams where it's like it takes up the entire page. I'm like, man, Mike is on it tonight. It does. It takes a lot to get me to that point. Um, and it's not that I really have anything valuable to say, I don't think, or anything that people need to hear. It's just, I don't know, maybe I feel better about uh, myself if I if I feel like I've given my two cents on whatever the hot topic is of the day. Well, listen, as a veteran member of the Christian blogosphere, having something useful to say has nothing to do with you having a blog. That's true. That's <laughs> I can true. assure you that that is not a prerequisite. <laughs> well, I can I can say it's kind of interesting because, I, I mean, I, um, I guess I've, in my older age, I've become more serious about religious matters, mm-hmm. as dangerous as that is. <laughs> um, but that's that's the premise of the blog is, you know, to talk about what's you know what's on people's minds as far as the what's going on in society and you know kind of my spin from an evangelical's point of view not that I'm right not that I'm you know some uh biblical titan but 
you know, from the, the words perspective and the best that I can interpret it and, you know, kind of how it fits in from that perspective. So it's really just something to get people thinking. It's not really a right or wrong. Uh, well, I lied. It is really a right or wrong, and I'm pretty hardcore about, you know, this is what the Bible says. <laughs> but from that perspective, it's it's just to challenge people to think a little differently instead of just, you know, accepting what they believe from a, a dare I say, a worldly perspective. And you can find his blog at musingsofanevangelical.wordpress.com. That's that correct. That's the name of it. And you're in the right place because if there's one podcast that is known for its serious take on matters, it is Fun Sexy Bible Time. <laughs> Clearly. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. Just with the title. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Chavez, probably, I'm going to go out on a limb and say probably you're the, you're the fastest guest that we have ever had on this podcast. Well, I have. I don't know who all you've had on. I've, I've heard several of them, but I don't know their, you know, their speed. Well, I guess I, or their athletic prowess. I know your background. Um, you were. I think we've got some listeners that either are at this school or have gone to this school. Uh, you went to Oklahoma Baptist, and how many records did you set while you were there in track and field? Not, no, not not many there. The previous college I went to was Grace College in northern Indiana, and oh, I actually okay. still hold the javelin record there, believe it or not. So you did what I did. You did the sort of the tour of Christian colleges. I did. <laughs> I did. Um, yeah, no, I was just, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just switched. switched. Actually, I switched majors, and I, I was at a really good like bio-pre-med school, and mm-hmm. then I switched to business, and I went to a better business school. Mm-hmm. Um, and continued track and field. Uh, so I was never, uh, you know, I was, um, I didn't set any school records, but I, you know, I, I held my own, went to nationals several times and, you know, conference championships and stuff like that. So I was okay. I wasn't the best on the block, but I was, I was good enough to, you know, win the Sooner Athletic Conference and stuff like that. Well, that's not, what I heard was not that you switched colleges because you changed majors. It's they kicked you out of grace because you you uh, held hands with a girl. Well, they did kick me out, <laughs> but it wasn't for holding hands with a girl. Like I said, I've gotten a lot more spiritual in my older age. <laughs> uh, you, no, uh, it's actually there's a big long story. I guess I shouldn't really go into it, but I can if you want me to. It's I mean it's more self incriminating than anything. <laughs> what is, yeah, what, what the heck? What does it involve? It involves alcohol. <laughs> Let's, it really let's, does. Uh, let's let's hang on to that. We'll, uh, we'll we'll save the alcohol stories. All right. Well, let me just let me just put this out that we're not going to details, but okay. But there was uh, in no way, shape, or form was any evidence brought forth that made me guilty. <laughs> which is, ex- and I wasn't kicked out of the school, but that's why I left because I felt like I didn't get a fair shake. Listen, you don't have to have evidence to convict someone at Christian College. You don't, and that was proven. All you got to have is the snitch. <laughs> Not even a snitch. <laughs> I guess, I guess they, they take seriously. In? They take seriously the above reproach <laughs> perspective. <laughs> uh, so how did you get? How did you get pinched if there was no snitch? Because usually it happens you get a, you get a snitch like randomly reporting on you to the dean of students, and then you get in trouble. No, they had a policy of no alcohol. And and I was never caught in possession or, or drinking it or anything like that. Um, but there were there were there was paraphernalia or empty bottles um, that were seen uh, not even in my possession. 
and it's a big long story. Um, but basically, in the trash. Mm-hmm. So it was a Baptist um, school, basically. No, it was it was Grace Brethren, which I had actually never heard of. Um, it's I mean it's I, presumably it's evangelical. They just had a little bit of different views, like you had to be baptized three times face forward or something. I don't know what oh, it was. Okay, just kind of interesting stuff like that. I'm not going to knock it. It was just different. Um, but they they basically took it upon themselves, based upon that, to actually dock my GPA. <laughs> Honestly, they did. And at that point, I was like, this is this is malarkey. I'm leaving. Uh, you remember when Andy, uh, one of our classmates from high school, went to Pensacola Christian or Pensacola Bible College, whatever it's yeah. called now, the uh, the school in Pensacola. And uh, like you couldn't you couldn't even breathe at that school without permission. Like oh. it was the worst Christian college ever. <laughs> like you couldn't you couldn't um, as like in. In Florida, and like you had, you had to wear pants at all times. Like you couldn't wear shorts or anything. Like That's it was crazy. crazy. That is crazy. So we were talking about um, what, what we would do for this episode, and uh, given the sterling electoral situation in the United States right now, it's pretty hard to escape that. But we don't want it just to just be a slog of, uh, you know, a thirty-minute rant of politics. Yes. So we said we put a spin on it. My statement to you, Mike, no matter who wins this election, all politics aside, is probably going to be one of the least physically fit presidents that we've ever had. Mm-hmm. Do you agree or disagree? Uh, I agree with that, but there have been worse examples. <laughs> um, now, let me set this up. Mike and I were both homeschooled, so we can go pretty deep on the history here. It's really pathetic. In fact, I actually, somebody on Facebook... A couple weeks ago, a guy I used to work with, and I just randomly I'll pop up in conversations and just kind of like, like drop truth bombs and then like just disappear like a ninja. <laughs> um, and it's actually kind of funny because I I like arguing the facts, and um, somebody was somebody started accusing me like I was I was talking about the law and the re- and how you're supposed to interpret law, and he's like, oh I'm sorry, where's your law degree from? And one of this guy I worked with, he said. He's actually one of the most well-read people I've ever met. And I was like, wow, I have this guy fooled. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently I can BS enough where people think I know what I'm talking about. Oh. So who – who get, throw some names to me. Who would be the most least physically fit? Well, I think, I, think, uh, I think by far. <laughs> You're going Taft, 20- aren't you? <laughs> I am. The 27th president, Taft. Uh, William Howard Taft. Uh, this dude, like literally, not even six foot tall and three hundred and forty pounds is the heaviest he ever got. I mean, that's. I'm not gonna. I don't want to like. If you have some heavier listeners, I don't want to like hurt their feelings. But that's. Well, that's a big dude. He is. He's. He's beefy, as we say in Alabama. That is a big, big guy. And there's actually the funny thing is there's lots of stories surrounding it, and he actually knew. Like, he, he knew he was. He even made the comment. He's like, no one can be taken seriously over 300 pounds. Like, a statement, you're not a true statesman if you're over 300 pounds. So he knew he had an issue. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I don't disagree with that. I'm going to throw I'm gonna throw a name at you. You're probably correct. But let me throw a little William Henry Harrison at you. 
Well, what did he tip the scales at? Well, it's not the it's not the weight that is the issue. It's the fact. Well, that's that, true. It's the fact that <laughs> he got a cold on his inauguration and died like twenty eight days later. Yeah, but I mean that's it could have been a super bug. <laughs> it could have been Zika. It could have been. It could have been Zika. I mean, who knows what it was? He could have had pre-existing conditions, and he didn't have Obamacare. So <laughs> he then he was really screwed. <laughs> it feels like we should we should put out a uh, a caveat. It, it feels like putting FDR in there is not fair. No, it's that, not. It that's like, that's like that's like kicking somebody when they're down. But uh, I mean, because he really did, he really compensated pretty well. Like he taught himself how to walk short distances. Yeah. Despite the fact that like, he couldn't feel his legs, like that, it's more than I would have been able to do. So, I mean, I, I, I appreciate your rebuttal, but there's more. There's more. There's more that goes to the Taft argument. <laughs> okay. I mean, just the stories around surrounding his girth are just they're just too good. They're literally too good. For instance, that was about the time when cars came on the scene. Mm-hmm. And the Congress literally was determining whether or not the government should purchase automobiles for the use of, uh, you know, Congress people, the president, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Taft was for it. He said he wanted cars, and that was his primary source of transportation. But when it was when it was being talked about, a congressman, I can't remember who it was, but a congressman said, of course he's for it because he's afraid of breaking animal cruelty laws. Because he was so heavy for riding a horse. Isn't that horrible? But it's true. It's true. In fact, he was he was so big. This is the truth also. They were doing a cross-country trip on a train, and he, in, in, like in the middle of the night, he had them reroute the train so they could go to a station and pick up a dining car because there wasn't one attached to the current the current train. So, I mean, unhealthy in every stretch of the imagination. And yet, correct me if I'm wrong, and yet he remains the only president to ever enter the Oval Office a bachelor and leave a married man. I think that's true. And he it and it wasn't in and office. I, what's that? I said he married in office. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, most people just fool around in office. Yeah. But he actually put a ring on it. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> this is very true. Okay, I'm going to throw a name at you. Wouldn't be one you'd necessarily think of until you factor in all the health issues, but Ulysses S. Grant. Well, it's, I mean, as unfit? Yes, unfit. I mean, you got to think of, well, compounded by the fact that he was a known drunkard, he was, he was also kind of overweight and just sort of a miserable-looking guy. I'm going to say he was that, probably one of the most unfit presidents we've ever had. From a health perspective, I would, yeah. I, I could, I could go with that. Beyond like the high cholesterol and stuff, <laughs> um, his liver was probably perforated. The, um, when I when I was trying to think of this, I tried to imagine like if zombies attacked the White House and the president had to run, like <laughs> I mean, Taft isn't going do? anywhere. No, he's not. Uh, no, he's not going anywhere. Grant is probably not going to make it too far. No, not far. Some of the more modern-day presidents who actually rode bikes and jogged and stuff like that would probably have a better chance of, okay, well, let's, of escaping. Let's, let's flip it then. Is who, would be, who would you rank? And again, all politics aside, you know, we're nothing if not objective on Fun Sexy Bible Time. Who would be the most fit presidents that we've ever had? 
Well, everybody would assume that you'd pick. Well, okay. <laughs> Most people in the modern era would say you could you could pick any of the past couple. So you could pick Obama, you could pick even George W. or you could pick Bill Clinton because they were all they either jogged, rode bikes, you know, played you know three hundred rounds of golf. Um, but I would actually say not including while you're in office. I would probably say Gerald Ford. Oh, really? Wow. I know that's a shocker. That's isn't a hot it? take. I love it. That is. And I, and I knew I'd catch you off guard on this, but <laughs> here's why. Because okay. he played in two national collegiate football championships for Michigan. That is, that's a hot take. That's brilliant. And he, yeah. And he was the team MVP. He, <laughs> he also did like swimming and a bunch of like tennis and other things like that. But I think if you're really looking at probably the most healthy, physical specimen in their day i really think gerald ford would be the guy also not shy about whipping his wiener out no no but oh, we wait, got no, a no no no, no that was lyndon no, no. johnson that would do that yeah well, i take that back sorry gerald ford yeah seriously gerald what are you ford, doing I, I apologize for impugning your wiener skills <laughs> but you uh, see most people or you could go back and, and people would say kennedy you know jfk Listen, he banged everything that moved, so we need to get some stamina. Exactly, you know, and then on the on the whatever in his home in Nantucket or whatever. <laughs> okay, so let me let me go through my list of who like candidates for most fit president. Okay, um, and then I want to throw another curveball at you. Okay, I can't wait. Okay, Obama's got to be on the short list. The smoking thing worries me a little bit. Then, yeah, you know, if, if you're a smoker, you, you know your stamina is going to be down. I feel like he's probably been smoking the entire time. In the Oval Office. Oh, well, probably. George W. Younger, youngish. Not one of the youngest presidents, but he was fairly young for president. But the whole choking on a pretzel until he almost died, like... Uh, <laughs> it's true. It gives me a little pause. <laughs> I mean, if, if a single pretzel can take you out, I mean, what are you going to do when, when the hordes of undead crash through the windows of the Oval Office? Serving pretzels. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna I, listen. I'm a homeschooler. I can't just pick a popular choice because I have to feel special and unique. I'm going Calvin Coolidge. Interesting. I'm going Calvin Coolidge. Um, I will defend Calvin Coolidge on just about any arena because he's an obscure president that not a lot of people know anything about. So it makes me feel special and and, and superior when I can just try out his name. So. So that I mean, that's good that you can name you know Calvin Coolidge, but tell me why. Tell me why he's he's one of the most fit presidents. I know he has. Okay, I, I'm I'm going to call your bluff because he has immense personal resolve. He has immense discipline that no other president has ever showcased, and this is why. Because after his first term, he said, "I'm done." He said, "Washington has seen enough of me, and I've seen enough of Washington. I'm not running again." Hmm. And they tried to get him to run, and he said, if you nominate me, I'm not going to campaign. If you elect me, I'm not going to serve. I'm going home. Also, he was fairly young for a president. But maybe perhaps my number one is I have to stick with my namesake, Franklin Pierce. <laughs> he had really good hair. I mean, that's if that's not a good reason, I don't know what is. <laughs> Coming from a bald guy. I can understand where that would be. He had really good hair, and his wife, um, his wife looked like a like a 
uh, like a like a Winona writer of the 1800s. His wife is very attractive, so I feel like that gives him an advantage too. Interesting. So, all right, hit me with your with your, with so your choice. So, I have I have beyond Gerald Ford, beyond Calvin Coolidge, <laughs> um, all those guys. I have hands down the most fit, physically fit president ever. <laughs> And this is not talking about in their prime. This is talking about now. Okay. Okay. Vladimir Putin. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't say, you didn't say when you asked me that question, United States president, you said president. <clears throat> no, you got me on a technicality. I did. I mean, judo, Russian sambo. I mean, this kid has has pictures all over the internet of him punching like 10 year olds. <laughs> and he's a big fan of going shirtless. Oh, absolutely. Big fan of going well, shirtless. Well, that's that. See, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, this guy, he drives race cars, formula one race cars. He rides horses. I mean, he wrestles bears. He finds rare antiquities when he scuba dives. <laughs> I mean, this that they, guy that they have placed this, for him in prominent <laughs> locations. Well, allegedly, <laughs> I mean, so if you really want to, if you really want to say the most fit president, then I, I really gotta, I really gotta throw that name out there. Okay, I, I was worried that you were gonna go like Washington or Lincoln, and I was gonna tear them down like as soon as you threw out like one of the, or I thought you were gonna go like arch conservative and say Reagan, and I was gonna be like, listen, dude, Reagan was like a hundred years old when he took office. We can't have him. He was, but I mean, what other badass could get shot and live? That's true. He did get shot. I mean, he got shot, bro. Like, like within an inch of dying, and he he survived. And not only that, came back like in no time whatsoever. I mean, that guy was that guy was tough. Mm-hmm. I feel like Eisenhower for one. Like, if you did it by age brackets, like even though he was pretty old when he became president, mm-hmm. I feel like he had some like crabby old man strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and like if, if you hold him up like against like the other old presidents, like he'd do pretty well. Yeah, and I sort of feel like Andrew Jackson probably would too, but just because he was certifiably insane. <laughs> like Andrew Jackson's that guy that like you're gonna have to put him on the ground. Like he's just gonna keep getting up and keep coming forward. Mm-hmm. So. so that's my take. <laughs> oh, anything about just off the top of my head, George H. W. Bush? You think he's in the on the short list for least physically fit? No, actually. Um... No, he was a he was a pretty big co- uh, collegiate athlete. I'm trying to remember. He jumped out of airplanes too. Yeah, well, when he was 90, like he was like 93 or something. For his 93rd birthday, I think he jumped out of a plane. Yeah, he's a tough one because he's got like sort of that like mousy, frail look to him. But yeah. you know, when you're jumping out of airplanes, that that lends a certain toughness to you. Yeah, he. I, I would. I wouldn't put him. On, I would. I would lean more towards the fit side. Versus the unfit side, frankly. Okay. I mean, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. I'm glad you respect my dedication to Franklin Pierce. I mean, well, I mean, I'm, what, what am I going to do? Argue with the host? <laughs> <laughs> Just give me Franklin Pierce and Calvin Coolidge, and I'll be happy. I will be. I will be a, a, a happy narcissistic homeschooler. There you go. There's a good ticket. Pierce Coolidge, 2016. <laughs> I would actually rather vote for a dead guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
right, speaking of dead guys, um, we can't go any further um, before we talk about alligators. Mm-hmm. That's another one of the more important topics that a lot of these podcasts just refuse to address. Mike, let's talk about alligators. You got some big ones down there in Florida. We do. In fact, literally like two miles from my house is arguably the largest alligator, wild alligator in the entire state. <laughs> I've seen pictures. He is friggin' huge. Yes. Yes. Like they're talking, I can't remember. It's like 16 feet. I mean, this oh thing, it's like dinosaur size. It, this thing walks so slow. I mean, it, it is unbelievable. And you you watch it walk, and it, it'll walk for a little bit, and it'll just sit there. And it's like, oh, it's resting. So it is the taft of alligators, basically. It is. It, well, yeah, it is the taft of alligators. But here's the thing. It, it's what you have to consider. It is obviously quick enough to eat enough yeah. to get that big. <laughs> right? What is it eating? I don't know. The only thing I can think of is it just sits in the water and waits for these, like, big cranes and just eats the birds. Like, that's what I think. Or other alligators. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, well, here's my question for you because you have have a wife. You have small children. Mm -hmm. Let's say the the alligator was approaching your, your family, attacking them. You don't have time to go for a weapon. All you have time to do is get between your family and the giant alligator. How does your strategy unfold from that point on? I'd, I'd throw my kid that I love the least to the alligator. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's a terrible thing to say, but I wanted to say it because I wanted people to shriek in horror as I said it. I don't know what, I'd, what I would do. I would probably instruct them to run, and then I would just sacrifice myself. I know how macho that sounds, but, I mean, I would, I would obviously try to not get eaten, mm-hmm. um, you know, but I, would, I think I would try to distract it somehow. I mean, uh, maybe use my, my karate ninja skills to judo chop it. I don't know what I would do. I mean, that's, that's really the only thing you could do unless I had some sort of a tree or a rock or something nearby. Mm. Is your move to get on top of the alligator at any point? It would have to be. It would have to be to ride it, you know, like a like a bucking bronco. I think <laughs> I think I've seen enough uh, crocodile hunter to know that you have to try and mount from behind mm. to really try and control it. But I mean, if this thing was a sixteen foot alligator, I mean, really, it's just buying time for them to run away before I get eaten. <laughs> Do you, do you anticipate any assistance from Amber at any point as you're on top of the alligator? No, she would. In fact, if it if it would came, alligators are fast in a straight line, and it mm-hmm. would it would boil if they, if we were just for some reason couldn't run in other directions and we could only run straight and it caught up to us. She would gladly trip me, <laughs> so I would be eaten so they could escape. Is is the move to get behind the alligator and grab its tail? especially one that big that would have trouble turning around to get you. Is that a sound philosophy to grab the alligator's tail? I don't think so. And here's, I don't think it's a sound philosophy because that's like the most muscular part of the alligator. So you're going to, a, you're going to go for a wild ride, um, (laughs) without question. And you're probably not gonna be able to control it. Um, so I think that would just end up being fruitless in the end. Mm. Yeah. Well, I but say, I'm not an alligator wrestler, so I could be wrong. Well, I got to say, I, I have complete confidence in you and your dad's strength abilities in that <laughs> moment to mount the alligator and then give it 
give it a, give an excellent account of yourself and the process. Yeah, I would I would either do the Hulk leg drop or the the rocked people's elbow. <laughs> uh, I, uh, we uh, you made me think of a story. You remember when we played basketball and we played um, against that school called Church on the Rock? Oh yeah, uh, I'll never forget this. Uh, um, we're playing against this this school called Church on the Rock, and um, you're on the court, and I think uh, one of the <laughs> one of their players uh, like tried to steal the ball and like bumped into you or something. And you just kind of like chucked him to the ground and he like hit the ground and rolled. Oh yeah. And uh, you were running by our bench while that happened. And you looked at our bench <laughs> and you just screamed out, do you smell what the rock is cooking? I knew I remember that. <laughs> Which doesn't really make any sense. But like in 1998, like when the rock was really popular and it was, it was like the funniest thing I had ever heard. Well, that's good. I think I said it because we were playing Church on the Rock. <laughs> I know. And it was like a play on words and this like this. And I remember that guy. He was probably like, and it, you make it sound like it was a battle of the Titans, but he was like five foot five <laughs> and he was as wide as he was tall. So he didn't really have an option but to roll when he <laughs> fell down. <laughs> I remember that. That's funny. He was the uh, he was the William Henry Harrison of the Church on the Rock basketball team. He was. He was. Um, I was thinking about the uh, just the whole experience of small high school sports, and uh, I was thinking about. Do you remember when, when you and your dad started the track team at Christian mm-hmm. High School? And, I do. Uh, the The very first year, it was just me. <laughs> it was just you, but it, it was, was a good team. <laughs> we did well at state. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the second year. It was my senior year that uh, there was some kind of track meet. And it was like on a weeknight or something. So Andy and I, we were on the yearbook. We weren't on the track team. We were on the yearbook staff. And so we, we came up to the track meet, I guess, to take pictures of it or something. or to, I, I don't know. We, we didn't have a life. We didn't have girlfriends. What else were we going to do? So we came up to the track meet. And um, within like five minutes of being there, uh, I think we had both been conscripted to like be timekeepers and judges or something. <laughs> and then at one point, there was like a, uh, like a four-person relay and, uh, like the, I don't know what happened, but somebody had to leave or something. So there were only three people from our school there. And, uh, they actually made, uh, Andy put on track shorts and run, run in the relay. I remember that. And, uh, he, I don't think he knew like how many times around the track he was supposed to run. <laughs> so like he started out like running pretty fast and I was like, you know, I got this. And then about, <laughs> and then about halfway around the track or the set, I don't remember, but like by the end of it, he was. He was like crawling on his hands and knees. That's funny. So I think that was conference. <laughs> it was at Fort Zumal South. It was, and uh, I remember uh, they uh, came and like brought the track shorts to him and said, "Listen, you, you know, you, you're you go to school here. You have to run, or the team will will forfeit." And uh, like the only pair of track shorts they had were like really really small, and uh, so it was it was definitely a dress code violation. Oh, of course, on his part. And I think he almost died. All right, Mike Chavez. Your blog again. Random musings of an evangelical. Yes, musings. Musings of an evangelical. That's WordPress. But really, I mean, unless you unless you need to go to sleep or something. I mean, (laughs) really, we're not. 
trying to drive people to this. <laughs> Will you be posting more presidential hot takes? Um, yeah. I mean, as long as there continues to be asinine statements and rapid hypocrisy, the political cycle, then yeah, I will always have a voice. And I really try to be fair. Right. I'm, I'm an equal opportunity offender. Yes. Because um, I think I think we have to be. I, I really do. I'm more looking forward to like historical presidential hot takes. Oh, I could do that. I could um, do that. Because I find those endlessly fascinating. Like, uh, like I'd really like for you to critique James K. Polk's mullet. <laughs> <laughs> or like why John Tyler looks like a vampire. Oh, my gosh. You're really looking back there. <laughs> I could do that. I could do that. And it would take, it would take a little research. I mean, I can't pull all this stuff off the top of my head. Um, but that would be, that would be an interesting take or better yet. Like what would be the political, what political matchup? I mean, if you were to go in there and say, I'm legitimately going to pick the best Democrat ever and the best Republican ever, uh, or even independent candidate or something like that, who, who would be the main event? Oh, geez. Yeah, I can, I, I couldn't do that because like Republican and Democrat, like those don't even mean the same thing that they did, you know, three election cycles ago, let alone. Oh, that's true. Very going, true. Going back. Um, well, do maybe just the two top. I mean, but then you're going to get, you know, you're going to say, well, well it, was, it was Abraham Lincoln and George Washington. <laughs> you know, something like that. And, and you're going to be, okay, all right, that's good. You've seen way too many movies. Ah, well, Mike, I'd love to continue this podcast, but unfortunately I cannot because I've heard rumors that you uh, drink alcohol. So... <laughs> Yep, got liquored up before I called in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike.